Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. A couple years ago, I asked my mom what she thought a people pleaser was. She said it's someone who always goes out of their way to do nice things for other people to make them happy. She said that people pleasing is a positive thing. Then I showed her a post on my phone that I had just created for social media. I remember the moment as if it happened just a few minutes ago. We were sitting side by side on my couch and the post was titled, The Many Faces of a People Pleaser, What We Show the World. And then as I scrolled through the photos of the post, the first photo of me was labeled happy, and I was smiling. The second photo of me was labeled lonely, and I was smiling. The third, fourth, and fifth pictures of me in the post were labeled angry, scared, and sad, and I was smiling in those too. My mom was confused and said, but you don't look sad. And then I read her the caption, which said, When we are people pleasers, this is the face we put on for the world. Always the same face on the outside. Always happy, always smiling, always having fun, always in agreement. But oh, on the inside, it can be a very different story. The hurt, the anger, the confusion, the loneliness, the unworthiness, and oh, the fear. The fear of not being liked, the fear of making someone mad, the fear of hurting someone's feelings, the fear of not fitting in, the fear of being laughed at, and oh, the fear of being rejected. So what do we do? We smile and we agree. We smile and go along with the crowd. We smile and don't speak our mind. We smile and offer to help. We smile and let someone take advantage of us. And we don't say a word except... It's okay, they didn't mean it. And suddenly we find ourselves feeling invisible and unimportant and we wonder, why do people treat me so badly? I'm always so nice and easygoing. I do what they want and never ask for anything. What did I do to deserve this kind of treatment? As people pleasers, we get so used to smiling and doing what others want that we find ourselves realizing we no longer know what we want, who we are, what we like and dislike, and we start to dim our light. We lose our zest for life and even our sense of belonging. That was the post. As I read it to her, I started crying. And when I looked up at her, she had tears rolling down her face too. I think they were tears of recognition of how much pain this people-pleasing behavior had caused me in my lifetime. So that's what this episode is about. What is people-pleasing really? What makes it so bad to go out of our way to make other people happy? And what to do about it if you say yes to some of the seven signs I'm going to give you that point to someone having the disease to please? Ready? Let's dive in. I've spent the last few years examining the people-pleasing behavior and the impact it's had on my life. I now recognize it for what it is and have changed my behaviors drastically, mostly through changing my beliefs. 
Listen to the end and I'll tell you two of the most important beliefs I now have. Like my mom, most women I talk with indicate to me they think it's a good thing to be a people pleaser. They view it as a positive trait. I asked a client once if she thought she was a people pleaser and she excitedly said, Oh yes, I get the most joy in seeing people sparkle because of something I've done for them. Now, don't get me wrong. When our niceness is driven by genuine love and generosity, that's awesome. But if a person has the disease to please, the giving and niceness is done with a motive and is driven by fear, the fear of conflict, of not being liked, of being rejected. And there's a price to this kind of nice. What is people-pleasing anyway? People-pleasers put others' wants and needs ahead of their own. They sacrifice their own time and energy almost without fail, even when they're exhausted themselves. They go out of their way to be liked and accepted. They do crazy things to keep others happy. Most people-pleasers have a belief that if they love someone, then it's wrong to disappoint them. They think they have to do everything others ask of them, even if the demands are excessive or unreasonable. This was me before I realized I was a people pleaser. It was always easier for me to acknowledge negative feelings and things about myself than to express negative feelings toward others. I thought I was miserable, resentful, and exhausted because of other people, but then I figured out I was doing this to myself. I twisted myself into a pretzel for everyone in my life. Wondering if you're a people pleaser or if you're simply a nice person? Stay tuned for this short break, and when we come back, I'll give you seven signs of a people pleaser. Are you ready to break free of your defeating patterns, let go of poisonous self-doubt, and live your best life? Join us in our live 90-minute workshops, each focused on a different topic aimed at guiding you to mastering your life. I've taken the struggles clients have shared with me and created a series of workshops aimed at helping you overcome them. Challenges such as chronic stress, procrastination, boundaries, speaking up without guilt, and feeling seen and heard. As your workshop presenter, I'll guide you in uncovering your BS, your blind spots, the blocks that are keeping you from creating the life you want. And I'll teach you practical tools you can implement immediately in your life so you can master the success and happiness you've been craving. Don't let fear and doubt hold you back any longer. Head to my website, masteringmidlifewithheidi.com, and check out the latest live workshop, catch the replays of past workshops, and subscribe to my newsletter so you get all the updates. The link is in the description. Now back to the episode. Welcome back. Here are seven signs of someone who has the disease to please. Do any of these sound like you? Number one, you place a high value on what other people think of you. You want so badly for others to like you, need you, and approve of you. One of your biggest fears is that you'll be rejected, so you put a tremendous amount of weight on how you measure up with other people. This causes you to abandon your own wants and needs in order to fit in and be liked, and instead you do whatever it takes for the other person to be happy. Number two, you have a hard time saying no. 
As much as you know you don't want to do something, stay late at work, have that second glass of wine, go to that event, etc., you find yourself saying yes. You fear saying no could mean they won't like you or that they'll think you're mean or a bitch. You fear being judged if you follow what you want to do versus what you think others want you to do. Number three, you avoid conflict and confrontation at all costs. One way of avoiding it is by not talking about how you feel. Even when you feel hurt by the other person, this dilemma keeps you from speaking up because you can't stand the thought of hurting them or making them mad. Hurt or anger means they're not happy, and as a people pleaser, your goal is to keep people happy. So even when they did hurt your feelings, because you want to avoid conflict and any chance of them not liking you, you place their feelings as more important than yours, and you stay quiet. Over time, this quiet behavior leads to resentments and feeling as though you are the victim. Number four, you rehash conversations in your head. People pleasers fear saying or doing something wrong, something displeasing. You equate saying or doing all the right things with being liked, and being liked means you won't be rejected. If the slightest thing goes wrong in a situation, maybe as simple as your friend leaving your outing a bit earlier than expected, you think you did or said something wrong. This heavy weight leads you to rehash conversations over and over in your head to analyze what you should have said or done differently. Number five, you over-apologize. People pleasers are peacekeepers. You like people to be happy, and when they're not, or even when you think they're not, you feel it's a direct reflection on you and your inability to keep them happy. You're frequently afraid you did or said something wrong, and you take the blame even when you aren't to blame. You apologize for things you didn't do in order to keep the peace. Number six, you feel guilty if you do something for yourself. I once heard someone describe the people-pleasing dilemma as, do what I want and feel guilty, or do what everyone else wants and feel resentful. As a people-pleaser, you think it's either or. Either I feel guilty or I feel resentful, and you pick resentful to appease the other person. Again, the people-pleasing behavior dictates that the other person's feelings come first. This is a terrible place to be in because it never results in your own happiness. And number seven, you're a chameleon. You change what you say, think, and do to fit the situation. You change your colors to blend in as this is the surest way in your mind to be liked and accepted. This means you're never being your true self. And if no one knows the real you because you're constantly adapting to fit in, then how can anyone ever like the real you? This is inauthentic. And what I tell my clients is, this is lying. It's pretending to be someone that you're not in order to be accepted. And when you've adapted for so long, you start not even knowing the real you. You've followed everyone else for so long, you don't know what you like or don't like, how you feel or what you need. So how many of the seven did you say yes to? People-pleasing is a conversation that usually comes at one of the first sessions with all my clients. The questions they ask me that usually lead us to this people-pleasing conversation are, 
Is it okay to say I don't want to do that or that I want to do something different? Is it okay to walk out of the room when someone starts talking meanly to me or am I just being a coward by leaving? They'll say, I hate feeling resentful, but I don't know what to do about it. Here are a few ideas of where to start. Figure out your wants and needs. And the first step in figuring that out is to take time for yourself with just you. Yep, spend time alone. And I don't mean once or twice. I mean start regularly spending time with you, listening to your thoughts and your heart. You can't figure out who you are if you're always looking outside of you. Begin making little decisions for yourself without asking for anyone's input or approval. You may make some choices that in the end you decide you won't make again, even as simple as ordering a different kind of tea. But that's how you'll learn what you like and don't like and what you want and don't want. Remember, there's nothing wrong here. You're finally allowing yourself to be a priority after years of putting your wants and needs aside, so it may feel foreign at first to make a decision with only you in mind. Another thing you can start doing is stating your opinions. Many people-pleasers were conditioned as children to not speak up, and now as an adult, it's difficult to think that your opinion will be accepted. Having a conversation when you're able to contribute your thoughts will begin to give you the confidence that you can say something that not everyone agrees with, and that's okay. Not everyone is going to agree with everything you say or do, and it's not your job to make them agree or soothe their ruffled feathers. Imagine how boring the world would be if we all agreed on everything. Another thing you can do is learn about boundaries. Most of us weren't taught about boundaries, what they are, and how to set them, so this is a skill you have to learn. Boundaries are a way of communicating to another person what's okay with you and what's not. Boundaries aren't mean, they don't make you a bitch, and they're not an ultimatum. Again, start small and with people you trust. This is something you have to practice, and it gets easier over time. I believe the key to building your confidence is to speak to whatever it is as soon as you can and the first time the situation occurs. Don't make a big deal about it in your head and don't think, they didn't mean it, I'll wait and see if they do it again. This is a people-pleasing behavior and it will backfire every time because you lose integrity and confidence with yourself when you forego courage for your own comfort. Plus, not speaking up and setting boundaries is a great way to build up resentments fast. Get support to get to the root of it. That's probably the main thing that you can start doing to help yourself. People-pleasing is a behavior that usually comes from childhood beliefs that run deep. Beliefs that you weren't good enough, you needed to be perfect to be liked, or that you might be rejected if you did something wrong. These beliefs turn into fears and lead to a pattern of putting everyone else before you, of trying to make everyone happy. You may not even realize where the pattern is coming from. You just feel the frustration of living the same thing over and over and over again. Exploring these beliefs and patterns with someone who's been there is important. As a coach, my passion is helping you see the patterns you're living, what the patterns are costing you, and then guiding you as you dive into and break free from the fears you have that are creating these patterns. 
And as with breaking any habit, it's vital that you see what keeping the pattern is costing you. Once you see the costs, it's so much easier to create the change. Ultimately, the goal is for you to break the pattern of making everyone else happy so that you can start creating happiness for yourself. As promised at the beginning of this episode, here are two of my core beliefs that have helped me in my people-pleasing recovery journey. These are two of the most simple yet empowering beliefs I frequently tell myself. The first one is, I'm important too. And the other one is, the only person I need to please is me. If you fit into what I described in this episode, I invite you to think about what this behavior is costing you in your life. What toll have the years of always putting yourself last taken on you? I know the price of being nice is not small. If this episode resonates with you, reach out to me. I have a group program where you'll find the support you're looking for in recovering from the disease to please. What would life be like free of frustration, resentment, and shame if you no longer had to walk on eggshells and be the peacekeeper? If you prioritized you and said no without guilt, how freeing would that feel? Reach out and let's have a conversation to see what that path looks like for you. I'll leave you with this quote. Every yes to something is a no to something else. Don't let that something else be you. Until the next episode, give yourself grace for the place that you're in. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.